Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oh, Klaus, baby, it is a beautiful day here. Oh, you smell that? Do you smell that? No, I didn't just fart again, Klaus. No, no, no. That's a Grand Prix weekend on the horizon, and I'm giddy with excitement. I'm fired up. So let's not fuck about now. Let's run as fast as we can, butt naked, towards this weekend. And speaking of being butt naked, oh my. It's time now to hand the mic over to a man. A man that can only commentate in the nude. A man that often mistakes his penis for the microphone. The human tripod himself, Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. Woo-woo-wee! That is right, ladies and gentlemen. I ain't going anywhere. Come gather round, gather round, because it is your main school. Goldie, aka the Goldopotamus. <laughs> Sun's out, buns out today. Look at that gorgeous weather we're having here at the Pilthor Tanasnial Racing Circuit, and you know where you can find me. On the pit straight, next to the Olympic size infinity pool, butt naked, tanning up, getting a nice brown coat. Very leathery indeed. <laughs> and then I'm going to hop into the jacuzzi. Ooze in that jacuzzi and just feel real, real good. But. There's a problem. As I look around here at the capacity crowd, 47 million, if you don't mind. It is sold out once again. Please check under your seats. Check under your seats right now for me. I seem to have misplaced my Fermi. If you could please try and find my Fermi. I mean, and when you do, don't dilly-dally. Just park it on up in there as it is the parking in my Fermi show. The number one company F1 podcast in the entire world. We've got all... 
the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love triangles, Austrian Alps, and more. <laughs> Episode 167 slowly sneaking up on you. Like that creepy uncle of yours at those family reunions and gently kissing you on the neck. And then you go and you tell your mum and dad about it. And they get a little bit weird about it at first, but then your uncle adds you on TikTok and wants to start doing some TikTok dances with you. That's this episode. That's what this episode is. So don't be a gloomy Gus if you've missed out on the previous 166. You can just head across to the number one website in the entire cosmos, parkitinmyfermate.com and download all of them. It is the greatest website to have ever existed that doesn't contain the naked boobies yet. But better yet, why don't you look at that podcast listening device of yours? Yeah, look at that app. You see uh, that subscribe and follow button? Ooh, you see it? The way it teases you? The way it taunts you? Gives you a bit of a... Bit of Natalie Pink. Wow. <laughs> oh. So why don't you give that button a light, gentle spanking like it was a long-lost lover? That way you get to hear this. Sexy, soothing, smooth sounds three times a week and there ain't a damn thing wrong. We're getting down and dirty, rolling around in the slop, looking for a little slap and tickle with the quarter bottom as three times a week. No, 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 no. But what the hell are we going to talk about today? Well, I don't know. How about the Austrian Grand Prix? Yeah, that's coming up this weekend. It's got a sprint race involved. We need to break it all down. Halos are saving lives. Well, we're going to discuss that as well. The top five races of the season so far, as well as... Cody's Top 5. Bold predictions for the Austrian Grand Prix and the lock of the week and much, much more. So you don't want to go anywhere. No, 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 no. I suggest you change out of those disgusting, filthy clothes you rocked up and maybe go to parkitinmyfermate.com slash merch. Pick yourself up something really nice using the code podcast exclusive. 5, 5% off free worldwide shipping. May I suggest a pimp embroidered silk robe question mark I think I may grab yourself a nice double Midori on ice sit back relax and enjoy the show it's P3 mate and fastest lap well done end of a battle there mate really impressive drive that was a tough one guys but great effort we got to sharpen up all around but uh, thanks so much for the hard work good points Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, that is exactly what you need to do. Go ahead and like those socials. You like them hard. Don't dilly-dally like your homegirl Sally from the Valley. No, 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 no. Go to the socials right now and like them. Do it now. I'll wait. I'll wait a second. I'll wait a second. You think I've got somewhere to be? You think I want to go and watch this race? Well, I do, so hurry the fuck up. Go and like them now. Slide into the DMs. Oh, don't ooh, don't slide too hard. Okay, but if you do, I'll have my arms wide open ready to catch you. You ain't going to hurt yourself around the quarter-bottomers. But look, we have a Austrian Grand Prix up this weekend. It's going to be a short, sharp, shiny preview of the Austrian Grand Prix. There's not really much to talk about because it's plain and simple with what's going to happen there. It's a power track. It's 71 laps of high-speed Lap time's around the minute, six seconds. So without further ado, Klaus, hand me that big, shiny, oh yeah, you, you whip out those big, shiny crystal balls. Doris, you scrumptious sugar plums. Flash me those voluptuous arrow cards. I've been looking at palms all day long, trying to get a read on what will happen. And now it's time to preview the Austrian 
Grand Prix. I love the Austrian Grand Prix. It's never got the greatest race of the season there, but we never sit back and think, wow, this race was shit. We don't give it the, the Monaco treatment or the Spain treatment and certainly not the fucking France treatment. That thing can fuck right off. It's sort of just there. The crowds are surprisingly really, really good, but we get that a lot with these European circuits. Max's Dutch army travels throughout Europe to a lot of these races and a sea of orange invades the stands. This is one of those tracks where that happens. It is a Red Bull home race, effectively. The Red Bull ring has been a fortress for Red Bull in the four of the last six races held there. They've dominated. And it hasn't even been close. When they win, oh, they win by a country mile. This track has great elevation too. The scenery is very nice. It's where I imagine Naomi Schiff and I will go on our first date. But with three DRS zones back to back to back, it's hard to imagine anyone other than Red Bull winning here. Ferrari are going to struggle in a straight line and I think Mercedes are going to get the best of them as well. I'll go through a little bit later on in Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5. Thanks, Klaus. Bold predictions and the lock of the week. But it's going to be all Red Bull and Mercedes at the top. Alpine is another team, though, that's shown to have great straight line speed and will be a force to be reckoned with. But those McLaren fans out there, they're going to be crying into their pillows tonight after the race because they just aren't going to have that fucking pace, are they? And questions again will be raised about Big Dick, Danny Rick, give your girl the bone, Daniel Ricciardo. They will surface, and Zach Brown is going to most likely say something to the media that will make their relationship toxic and a bit of a shit show. These are all the things that are going to happen. I'm predicting the future here. Oh, and by the way, I didn't mention this earlier, but it's a fucking sprint weekend as well. So qualifying is on the Friday, sprint on the Saturday, and the race, of course, as always, is on the Sunday. And it's going to be a great way for Max to extend his lead further, and people will now start to sit back and say, wow, the 2022 season is over. Well done, Max Verstappen. You've gone back to back. That's the problem when it comes to Ferrari. And I mentioned it in the last episode. And a lot of people have mentioned it as well. If they don't fuck up their strategies, you know, if they pit Leclerc when they meant to, at obvious times, I'm not talking about like splitting hairs here. You need a good pit stop for an undercut or an overcut. These are blatant. You need a pit now because of weather, because tyre drop-off, because of a restart. You need to pit if they get those right. If the reliability issues aren't there as well. Leclerc's going to be about 70 points ahead of Max, and we discussed that already. And then all of a sudden this weekend, it's not going to be do or die for Ferrari, but it's going to be most likely die. Red Bull are just going to start pulling away with it now. It's not going to be a pretty season. It's going to be one of those where I think halfway through the second half of the year, Mercedes will have leaped from Ferrari, and all of a sudden Ferrari, uh, Mercedes are now chasing down Red Bull. But I told you. It wasn't going to be a long preview of the Austrian Grand Prix. The real breakdown of the results is later on in the show with the bold predictions and the lock of the week. So make sure you stick around to that. But it's plain and simple. Red Bull are going to dominate. Ferrari are going to struggle. Mercedes will do very well. And that's it. Let me know what you guys think. Hit me up on the socials at Parkland, my firm, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But now it's time. Whew. Now it's time. For your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. 
I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. Woo! We got a couple of baggers for you today. A couple of Hamilton and Mercedes related stats because there's something we need to talk about here. Hamilton has been so consistently dominant in his entire career that right now is the longest stretch where he hasn't won a single race. 11 races. That's it. Hamilton has now gone 11 races without a win, and that's the longest such stretch in his career. That is stupidly insane. That's how good he is. Greatest of all time. And over the last five races, Mercedes now, has outscored Ferrari 109 points to 108. I'm telling you, Ferrari are their own worst enemy right now. But Mercedes isn't far behind them. And how's that? Oh, your stat of the week. Bada bada bee, bada bada boo. He's a stat man. Oh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, we had a grid walk last week that was a little bit awkward at times. It wasn't as bad as Miami or Austin, but there was still some brutal awkwardness last weekend. But at least he seemed much, much happier, much happier on the grid. But still so awkward to watch. Making your way down the grid, celebrities everywhere. We are hit with the awkward non-stop, but Brundle doesn't care. I wish that I could look away. He's guessing names and being cringe as he talks to the sports stars. Getting them wrong, he is unhinged. I'd wish he'd stick to cars. Every interview he does, he blows. Sometimes you want to go to the grid where he doesn't know your name. And watching him hurts our fucking brain. We witness it on our TVs, it's awkward and insane. The grid where Brando doesn't even know your name. The Williams sisters, he guessed them wrong. Pharrell is looking cooked. DJ Khaled is weird as fuck. And Beckham didn't even look. But fake Patrick Mahomes was a low blow. Sometimes you want to go to the grid where he doesn't know your name. And watching him hurts our fucking brain. We witness it on our TVs, it's awkward and insane The grid where Brando doesn't even know your name So 
motherfucking bridge. No, I do. Where the brando doesn't Actually, even know your motherfucking bridge. It's just awkward and insane. It is awkward and insane. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Martin Brundle, that is why you are part of the Pimp Hall of Fame. We have two members so far, Hans Heyer and Martin Brundle. Who's going to join them? Well, I mean, you find out at the end of the year. So uh, make sure you subscribe and follow. Come on, Cherubs, Muffins, and the legends up there in the skybox here at the Pimp International Racing Circuit. If you subscribe, if you follow, I'll let you know straight away who's making that Hall of Fame. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. But I want to talk about something here, and I don't want you guys to get the wrong impression, all right? And just to lighten the mood right now, let's hear from Natalie Pink. Wow. <sighs> but anyway, we've got to talk about the halo. Because at this point, we love the halo. It, it's proven... There are countless examples or near-miss crashes that seem like they would have killed the driver if the halo wasn't there. We've seen those compilations online of all the current drivers who would be dead right now if it wasn't for the halos. Except they claim that like half the grid would be dead right now. Half the drivers would be dead if it wasn't because of these halos. Before halos, driver mortality rates weren't as high, especially in the last 20 years. So I'm curious why halos seem to be saving so many lives now. Are drivers just taking more risks now? Are the crashes that we credit halos with saving lives not actually as bad as they look? Or have we just been had an unlucky series of crashes that involve heavy impacts to the cockpit in the last couple of years? Let's have a look at the last three seasons because there have been incidences last weekend. Obviously, Zhou Guan Yu flipped on his head and was sent flying into a tyre barrier and fence on lap one. Klaus, let's roll that. The British Grand Prix and it's lights out and away we go. Sainz gets away well, as does Lando Norris, as does Lewis Hamilton, who's already ahead of Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen into Abbey, takes the lead ahead of Carlos Sainz and at the back that's George Russell out of this race, who's finished in the top five in every race this season, but he's out by the time they get to turn one. Off the track there goes Charles Leclerc and the red flag has now come out to make racing redundant. There's the initial content. That's where the car then is upside down onto the gravel and then it flips and tries to right itself. And as it does so, that's by the barriers. And then it goes over the tyre barrier. And is it Gasly that makes the contact? Basically, George was coming a little bit left and they pincered Gasly in the middle. And it's immediately just the face of the tyre contact has just flipped the car completely over. Stefano Domenicali in conversation with Joe Granu, making sure he's okay. If the halo wasn't there, Joe would have had the entire weight of the car on his head and most likely he'd be dead from the impact of the crash as well. We saw in F2 earlier that same day, Dennis Halger launched by the sausage curb and lands on top of Nissan. The halo clearly saved his life there. 
And last year in Monza, something similar. Verstappen's car mounts Hamilton's like it was trying to make love to it. And the weight of the car would have been directly on Hamilton's head if it wasn't for the halo. Take a listen to that one, Klaus. Hamilton now does come into the pits. Is a little bit slow as well, but not half as slow as it was for Max Verstappen. 4.2 seconds. Hamilton comes out onto the racetrack now. And is he going to be ahead of Lando Norris? That's the big key. No, he's not. And there's Max Verstappen right behind Hamilton into the first chicane. Once again, it's wheel to wheel. Hamilton and Verstappen. Oh. And this time Verstappen and Hamilton have crashed out. And they are both out. As Hamilton came from his pit stop, rejoined the racetrack. Lando Norris was ahead. And in their desperation to stay ahead and to get ahead, the two championship protagonists have taken each other out to the Italian Grand Prix. Did Verstappen have enough space in the initial part of that chicane? And then did he try and get a bit cheeky in the second part? Oh, Max hasn't done anything wrong there. Max's car hit the rollover hoop of Lewis's car. Yeah. That's where the damage has come from. He hits the sausage curb as well. That's what throws him back into the path of Lewis and then up into the air when his car makes contact with the Mercedes. And then finally, the most obvious one, Bahrain 2020, Roman Grosjean. The Phoenix, 100% without question, the Halo saved his life. He went through the barrier. If you've seen the footage of that, if you've seen the computer-generated images as well of him going through that, slicing through that barrier, that Halo wasn't there. Let's take another moment and have a look at what happened there. It's lights out and away we go. Hamilton then gets away well. Verstappen off the line well. And he's already wheel to wheel with Valtteri Bottas. And uh, there is Alex Albon on the inside of Bottas as well. And Perez coming up on the inside of Verstappen who is now in second place. Hamilton, Verstappen, Perez, then Albon and Ricardo. Bottas has lost four places already as they file their way through. And Lance Stroll going off the track already. And that is that damage for Lando Norris. That's certainly damage and a big fire there as they exited out of turn three. And that looks very nasty indeed. And unsurprisingly, that is a red flag that has been put out by race control already. That was horrendous as the car went into the barrier. Just at the bottom of your screen, Lance Stroll uh, goes uh, wide. Now, this is after turn three. And you see Grosjean, uh, one car out there, and then Grosjean to the right-hand side. Just going My straight. God, it's that, the car's the car in half. half. No wonder the fuel came out of it. Yeah. I said the fuel was in the middle of the car. And it's literally... Whoa! That's extraordinary. The car... has gone through the barrier, you see. The car's gone through the barrier, and that's then been sort of used as a wrench, as it were, to literally rip the car in half. And uh, there we can uh, see so Roman. Roman's getting himself... Yeah, he was in the flames for a long time, wasn't he? Absolutely. Getting himself out. Jumping as fast as he can. Uh, over the uh, the barrier. There were three people on the other side of the barrier who have all had a bit of a lucky escape, I think, there. That's, that's a miracle. I have not seen a car like that in my time commentating on Formula One. I've never seen a Formula One car do that. And that that's brilliant. A round of applause as these uh, images are being shown in the pit lane. So that's four incidences within the last two, two and a half years where the halo has saved the driver's life. It's morbid to talk about, but I think it's actually really important because we've seen one death in Formula One within the last 28 years, and that was Jules Bianchi. It was the first death as a result of Formula, Formula One racing since Ayrton Senna back in 1994. 
So I asked this question. Are we seeing drivers be more aggressive now because of the halo? Do they feel safer in those cars and as a result are pushing themselves even further? Or is the sample size just too small? Are we throwing the term around too much? The halo saved these people. No, it wasn't the only contributing factor, but on the surface, looking at the incidents, it's clear to see that the halo definitely played an important part in keeping these drivers alive. I think so much pressure is put on the drivers, and I can be the first to admit I wasn't seeing all the politics and behind-the-scenes stuff in Formula 1 back in the 90s and the early 2000s. We just didn't have the behind-the-scenes access, garage access, and so on. But the p pressure placed on these drivers is tremendous. Are they just sending it in way too much? Are they going to be attacking way too often? Are they more reckless? I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. Add Parking in my firm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But Klaus, Klaus, I'm getting a bit parched. We're going through this show pretty quickly today. But don't worry, there's a big second half. So please just keep the people entertained. I'll be back in a sec. generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who was going to talk about all the racing? Why, Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme Show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host, Caldi. Oh, baby, baby. What a first half that was. Just a short, sharp, shiny one. We're previewing the Austrian Grand Prix here today. We talked a little bit about the Halos. Gave you a couple of banging stats of the week, but you can't go anywhere because the second half, oh, it's going to be bigger, better, bolder, better than ever because we're going to be talking about the top five races of the season so far as well as Cooley's top five bold predictions for the Austrian Grand Prix. Woo! And the lock of the week. Can't forget that lock of the week. So make sure you subscribe and follow because the upcoming shows, next episode after this one, we're going to be reviewing everything that happened this weekend, breaking it all down. Understanding what is going on in the world of Formula 1. So you don't want to miss out on that. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe! Klaus, I'm clearly rambling again. Fade me out, baby. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, that is exactly what you need to do. Go ahead and like those socials. Do it right now. I dare you. I dare you. I bet you won't. You, you, you can't even do it. You can't even do it. Please go do it. Please. I beg you. But I'm going to give you a little back-to-back Caldi's Top 5. Klaus, hit it. Caldi's Top 5. And we're going to start with Caldi's Top 5 races of the year so far because we just had a banger at the British Grand Prix last weekend. It, I mean, I'm telling you right now. That's probably going to be number one. But we're going to go through the top five. And you know what race isn't going to be on this fucking list? You know which one it's not going to be? Fucking Monaco. God damn it. Klaus, sing it with me. That's it, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Uh -huh. So seductive. We're going up to Monaco. Our track's so fucking slow. The F1 calendar's plateau. I need to go and drink some Bordeaux. Ooh, we're going up to Monaco. A track so fucking fucking slow. The F1 calendar's plateau. I need to go and drink some Bordeaux. This track fucking sucks. Uh, 
I just don't want it Rather go racing Saatchi right in this moment There's no overtaking and it is just crap The cars are too fat, 60 formation laps Even with the DRS there is no hope But what about the history? Fucking nope I just wanna watch racing that is half decent But the only way to do that is get rid of Monaco's priest And I'm so fucking sick of this fucking shit Trying to guess which wall Leclerc will hit I'm trying to explain baby best way I can Thank God later on we're going to Japan Monaco, I track so fucking slow The F1 calendar's plateau I need to go and drink Jack is crazy, so damn slow Their TV direction sucks, such a low blow We haven't seen a good race here for years Cause they haven't put a good race on for here for years We need the right turns and the fast times Gasly always gonna keep Lewis behind You think the good track, you are blind It's stupid, there's only one racing line We need to be stopping, you know I ain't stopping I need a good race to make my jump throbbing Ooh, I'm trying to explain, baby the best way I can This track fucking sucks Boring and bland And Monaco A track so fucking slow The F1 calendar's plateau I need to go and drink Bordeaux Ooh, we're going up to Monaco A track so fucking fucking slow The F1 calendar's plateau I need to go and drink Bordeaux I don't give a shit about your history Because your track just fucking sucks in this era It sucks so much I don't care how rich your people are The track can go and get fucked Your country can get fucked Leclerc can get fucked I'm kidding Leclerc I love you Monaco sucks He just sucks Yeah Yeah. I mean it's simple Monaco fucking sucks But enough of that Because we need to now dive into Cody's top 5 Races of the year so far You know they're not going to be on there And I want to give an honourable mention to Australia Look I was there So I'm going to chuck it on there Because it was it was, was alright I didn't mind it but coming in at number five, we're going to go with Bahrain. Look, it got Ferrari a nice one too. It was the first race of the season. Set the tone for the season. It looked like it was going to be easy wins for Ferrari. And, and Mercedes, we're going to well be well and truly off the pace with the Red Bulls having some reliability issues. It was all unfolding. Let's listen to some of the highlights now. Klaus, roll it. I'm Lucifer. Hamilton's got DRS once again. And can he get close enough to Sergio Perez? Not on this occasion. You can see the bumps and the porpoising there that is just unsettling the car into that first braking zone. And Perez has been spun round. Sergio Perez has lost it on turn two. Hamilton, looking for damage limitation, has seen the damage to the Red Bull and he's going to pick up another podium. This is incredible. And it was just under traction. I love engine. Charles Leclerc, who's won twice in Formula One before from pole, is going to win from pole again and start the season off with celebrations for Ferrari. Charles Leclerc wins the Bahrain Grand Prix and it is a 1-2 finish for the Scuderia. Carlos Sainz 
comes home in second. Lewis Hamilton adds to his podium tally. He comes home in third. Let's go! Let's go, come on! That's exactly how we should start a season. Come on! One, two, baby! One, two, yeah! Coming in at number four, Cody's top five. Baku. Ferrari woes this time around, though. They're the ones with the reliability issues. First bit of team orders we saw for the season as well with Red Bull. And Hamilton charging through the field. Oh, Klaus, I want to hear some of that, loving. Let's go. For Max Verstappen, he becomes the sixth different winner to take victory here on the streets in Azerbaijan's capital. It's Baku, and it's back to the top step of the podium for Max Verstappen, who wins the Azerbaijan Grand Prix on once again another perfect day and a very happy Sunday for Red Bull. His teammate Sergio Perez is going to come home to take second place and the fastest lap point as well. It is maximum points for Red Bull. It's maximum victory for Max. A 66 podium in Formula One, Red Bull's most successful driver in terms of podiums. It's Mercedes and Red Bull on the podium. Where were Ferrari? Hydraulics issue, power unit failure, destroying their Sunday hopes. It's been another bad day for the Scuderia. It's been another perfect day for Red Bull. Coming in at number three, Cody's top five. Jetta. Oh, we saw a little bit of this in Bahrain, but we had that DRS chicken cooking up real nice here. Latifi did what he does best, and that's crash, causing the, the win to be taken away from Perez. Verstappen was in a great battle with Leclerc that saw him winning at the end. Now, let's take a listen to those last couple of laps too. Now it's a game of chess. This is going to be interesting. Well, he's got DRS again, Verstappen. Can he stave off his natural instincts as they both lock up? Charles Leclerc goes through ahead. And they were both looking up in dramatic fashion there. But Verstappen has come out worse from that final corner. And even though he's got the DRS, Charles Leclerc has got a bigger advantage out in front than he did have going into the final hairpin. And he stays ahead again. Verstappen pointless after the first race. Leclerc is the championship leader. Verstappen on the inside. This time is just hanging back a little bit. Has patience. Finally found its way into Max Verstappen's vocabulary and vernacular. And is the patience going to pay off here? Because Verstappen has got DRS down the main straight. Charles Leclerc can't cover him off. Verstappen takes the lead at the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. And there are many in the grandstands who like that as Leclerc goes too deep into turn two. Verstappen leads and it's been building and building. Can Verstappen now hold off Leclerc? And now you don't need patience because they're going to be racing to the chequered flag here. And it's not like Verstappen can come back this at is Leclerc. It. If Leclerc can't get this move done or can get this move done, out of the final corner, Max Verstappen emerges in front. Such a close battle once again. And this time around, it's Max Verstappen that wins out. He takes victory in the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. And Charles Leclerc comes home in second place. It's a Ferrari double on the podium as Carlos Sainz manages to take third. Meanwhile, Lando Norris is having a go into the final hairpin with Esteban Ocon. Can Ocon, who got out dragged to the line and missed out on the podium here last year, lose another place right at the last? Ocon just stays ahead of Lando Norris. Coming in at number two, Cody's top five. Canadian 
Grand Prix. After a couple of years off, we went back to Canada. Lewis Hamilton got himself on the podium. Haas and Alonso very, very nicely done in qualifying. Looked like rock stars before both of them. By both of them, I mean both teams. Alonso in the Alpine and the Haas boys absolutely shat the bed. Lost a lot of race pace. But let's listen to Lewis get himself on that podium. Yeah, baby. Max Verstappen can just start to relax and to rest a little bit as for the first time he starts a race in Montreal on pole and for the first time he sees the chequered flag and will know what it's like to win the Canadian Grand Prix. Max Verstappen comes home in first place. Carlos Sainz pushed him all the way and takes a fifth second place in his career and it's Lewis Hamilton back on the podium once more for Mercedes in third. And finally, number one. Cody's top five. The British Grand Prix, of course. Joe got himself a big, big, big shunt in the first corner there. Amazing overtakes by Perez, who went all the way down to P17, then fought his way up to P2. Sloppy Ockies crash as well. Got us a safety car and then a restart with 12 laps remaining and had some phenomenal side-by-side, wheel-to-wheel action for the rest of the Grand Prix. We had... 12 laps of non-stop overtakes. We had a massive crash at the start. Saw a restart. Saw George Russell running about. It was a weekend and a half. We even saw a bit of a Brundle Gridwalk that made him look like a bit of a numpty talking to Tom Cruise. It was phenomenal. I loved it. Let's listen to some of the highlights again. Klaus, roll it. There goes Hamilton round the outside at Brooklands. No, can't get past there. But he forces Charles Leclerc wide. And now through Luffield, he's just inching ahead, inching ahead, urged on by the crowd. The roars of the crowd, willing Hamilton back onto the podium. And he does move up into third place. Can he hold that position, though, going into Cobbs? They're going side by side. Leclerc and Hamilton through Cobbs. Wow, what great drama, what great entertainment. And there Leclerc is Charles still Leclerc there. still ahead of Lewis Hamilton. And Leclerc will not give up, despite his tyres. He might have to now, though, because Hamilton's a lot closer. And DRS finally helping Hamilton get ahead and potentially stay ahead. And you can hear the rules of the crowd, whatever colour caps they're wearing. A man making his 150th start, a front pole position, is going to take victory. And for the first time in Formula One, Carlos Sainz is victorious. He wins the British Grand Prix. Sergio Perez, a brilliant recovery from him, takes second. Lewis Hamilton's on the podium for a 13th time here at Silverstone. And they were Cody's top five races of the year so far. Honourable mention to Australia, but it was Bahrain at number five, Baku at number four, Jeddah number three, Canada number two, and the British Grand Prix at number one. What do you guys think? Let me know on the socials, at Parker in my family on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Klaus, Klaus, I'm looking at you right now, and you're looking very good. I, I really put on my best outfit for you today. I know you did. Because it's that pimp embroidered silk robe, and you're looking fabulous. you got the beanie on as well. 
I mean, you're just trying to keep warm. It's a little bit of a chill in the air, and you're looking very, very good. And you know why? Because we've got a team of designers around the clock creating these beautiful, beautiful pieces for you today. Oh, you want to be a fashion icon? You go to parkinginmyfermate.com slash merch, link in description, and you know why I've done that for you. We give the people what they want. We got to give the people what they want. What they want to do is look good. You think AlphaTauri are the fashion line of Formula One right now? No, 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 no. It's parking in my Fermi, baby. Yes. Oh, what? What was that? What was that? Class got someone in the front row yelling out. Yeah, what? What? Shipping? <laughs> Class, he doesn't know. Hey. How about uh, how about I give you free worldwide shipping? We got to Woo! give the people now. We give the people what they want. Free worldwide shipping, baby. That's how we do it here. Where are you? Middle of the Atlantic Ocean? Free worldwide shipping. Yeah. You in some weird province in Vietnam? Worldwide shipping. Weird world. Free world. Oh, Jesus Christ, Klaus. Sort it out, mate. Come on. God, you wrote the wrong words on the script. But it doesn't matter where you are. You could be in the International Space Station. I'll find a way to get it up there. I'll find a way. Oh, yes. What? What's that? Because of the free shipping, you think the prices are high? I don't know. Go check them out. And if you do think they're high, use code podcast exclusive fire. 5% off, baby. Yes. Got to give the people now. Give the people what they want. Well, I don't know. 5% not enough. Sign up through the Patreon, patreon.com slash parkinginmyfermate. Join the Legends Club like the Legends have up in the skybox. We have Austin, Alex, Anthony, Caleb, Clint, John, and Taylor. The Legends themselves, you know what they get? 25% off. Yeah? I've just got to look out for my people, and you know why I've done that? You got to give Woo! the people now. Give the people what they want. Well, 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 well. <laughs> oh, we've got a race coming up right now. So we need to talk about what's going to happen. And the only way to do that is... Cody's Top 5. Bold predictions for the weekend. Woo! This is where you guys get out your pens and paper. You start taking down notes feverishly. Because you want to know who's going to do what, when it's going to happen, what's going to unfold. And when you know all that, when you know the information, information is more important than anything else in this world. Oh, you better believe it. The person that holds all the cards, that knows everything that's going to happen, they're the ones that are going to rule. They're the ones that are going to take over, be in charge, be the top dog. Yes. And you're about to have all that information. You're then going to run off to the boogie. You're going to play some bets. You're going to win a lot of money. Oh, baby. Might even be richer than the quarter bottomers by the end of it. Probably not because, well, I mean, you're sitting in the Pimp International Racing Circuit. It seats 73 billion people. It cost me $92 billion. Yeah. I spent a bit of, spent a bit of coin on it. Spent a bit of coin on it. What's worth it? And you've all got the touch screens in front of you you can see everything going on on the track you've got the massages in the chair the seat warmers as well not that you need them beautiful weather all the time and unlimited double midoris on ice i take care of you people but i'm in, i'm rambling i'm rambling again class you've got to pull me up when i ramble because now it's time for cody's top five bold predictions coming in at number five both mclarens 
finish outside of the points. Yes, they have weak top speed. They're not going to be quick enough. This is a power track. It's going to really hurt their team. McLaren, both of them aren't going to finish inside the points this weekend in Austria. Coming in at number four. Cody's top five. Track limits are going to be a thing. They're coming back. Track limit penalties will be back, baby. Similar to what happened last year with Perez forcing, who was it? Was it Norris off the track multiple times? I can't even remember, but it happened quite a bit. Track limits are going to be enforced. It's going to ruin the race. There'll be a few penalties as well as a result. That's what's going to happen. Take that one to the bank. Coming in at number three. Cody's top five. Nicholas Latifi. Yes. The Nicholas Latifi. He's getting a DNF. It's happening. I say it every week. This week, it's actually happening. I'm not going to just tease you with that one. Coming in at number two. Cody's top five. Sir Lewis Hamilton is going to be getting himself another podium finish. Third in a row. He'll be finishing third on the podium in Austria. Easy money right there. And finally, Cody's top five. All predictions for the race weekend here at Austria. Number one, Red Bull. One, two finish. Verstappen getting the win. Perez coming second. There you go. How do you feel? You're running out of ink in that in that pen right there. You're taking down all those notes because that was... Cody's Top 5. Old predictions for the race weekend. What do you think now? Wow. <laughs> oh, she's fired up too. She's having a grand old time. There were both McLarens finishing outside of the points. Track limit penalties will be back and annoying. Latifi's getting a DNF. Hamilton finishing third on the podium. Red Bull 1-2. Verstappen over Perez. That's what's actually going to happen. But Klaus, <laughs> what the luck of the week. Can you help me out with this? Can you help me with this? It's heavy. I know. It's ridiculous. But we've got to keep the luck of the week put away because we don't want everyone getting their hands on it. God, it's a big boy. There we go. There we go. Let's, let's kick it. We're going to oil that up a bit, don't we? Caldy's lock of the week. That's it. Lock of the week time. And this time, it's simple. Both Alpines will finish in the inside the top 10. Both Alpines are going to score this weekend with Alonso getting herself a top five in Austria. Woo! How's that for your lock of the week? So we have McLaren's outside of the points. Track limit penalties are back. Latifi DNF, Hamilton on the podium in third, Red Bull 1-2, Verstappen over Perez, and the look of the week being both Alpines inside the top 10 with Alonso getting a top five finish. Yes, take that to the bank. You're going to be rich millionaires soon. But ladies and gentlemen, episode 167 is done and dusted. I wanted to get an episode out quickly before the Austrian Grand Prix weekend because it is a sprint and we're going to have a lot to uncover next week. So make sure you subscribe and follow on your podcast listening device so you don't miss out on that one. If you've missed out on any of the previous shows, they're all there. I haven't gotten rid of them. Or you can go to parkitinmyfermate.com to download them too. While you're there, pick yourself up something nice. Use code podcast exclusive 5 at checkout. Get yourself 5% off with the free worldwide shipping. But if you want more than that 5%, you see those guys up in the skybox? They're the key because they are the legends 
that have signed up through the Patreon, patreon.com slash park it in my firm, a link in description. If you sign up to be a Legends Club member, you get 25% off. Yes. You get your name read out on the show. You're part of history here. Your name is in the show notes as well. And also you get access to the Cultipotamus during the races. You can slide into the DMs and I'll be there, baby. Woo! We have Austin, Alex, Anthony, Caleb, Clint, John and Taylor. They're having the time of their lives up there. Unlimited double Midori's on ice. Yes, guys, I'll be up there soon. Not long to go now. I'm just wrapping up. Let me wrap up. But I want to say this to you all. My cherubs, my muffins and the legends. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.